Welcome to Unleashed with Eva Melton, where we unleash spiritual principles for victorious living. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Unleashed with Eva Melton. I'm here today with two of my friends here in Birmingham, Alabama. I really wanted to take time to talk about what it means to pastor, to lead spiritually in the middle of a pandemic, right? We really don't have rule books or playbooks uh, from this century where we've had to deal with this. And so I really wanted to talk to two pastors that I have great respect for, Reverend Franklin and Reverend Daniels. And so first, before we get started, I want you two to introduce yourselves in your own way. Tell us about your congregation, about you and the community that you serve. Um, so we'll start with you, Reverend Geraldine Daniels. Well, hello, Eva. I am uh, Geraldine Daniels. I'm the pastor of Southside CME Church. We are in the southwest uh, part of Birmingham. The Titusville area is the community that we serve. And um, the congregation is a Christian Methodist Episcopal congregation, which means we're Methodist. And um, I'm just glad to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you for joining us, Reverend Franklin. Uh, good morning. Thanks you for the uh, invitation uh, to participate in this panel today. Um, Reverend Rodney Franklin serving as an interim a minister of Baptist Church of the Covenant here in uh, Birmingham on the south side and also serving as a staff chaplain at UAB Hospital. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being here. So I want to get right into the questions and First, I want to know what you feel like has been your greatest challenge um, during the pandemic in a way of leading and, you know, what has it meant to pastor others and yourself? Sheridan, you want to go? Uh, well, when I, I um thinking about that question, it has been um, a time of much prayer and reflection. First of all, because um, as a pastor during this time, I'm having to be more creative about what I do and very intentional. People have a lot of questions. Uh, you're, I'm dealing with a congregation who's used to being in church, so they're frustrated about not being there. Uh, having to be, uh, and, and, and Rodney being a chaplain and me having been a chaplain and been in pastoral care, having to be that calm presence in the midst of people to make sure that they understand that the leader is, is calm and focused. Um, also for me having to manage uh, myself, to manage my own frustrations, anxieties, and uh, I'll even say depressions in this time of, uh, of um, just uh, dealing with the situation because this is something very new to us. So it's been, uh, it's been probably more challenging, I'll say, during this time than it is just regular pastoring time when we're in church. Uh, I have to learn a lot of new things, of course, which I am thankful <laughs> at this time. So, um, so I think it's 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 getting you know being getting rest, uh, staying focused, staying connected to the community, which there's a lot of a lot of things going on in the community. There are a lot of um, conference calls to be on. There are a lot of uh, information that's being sent to us to make sure we try to go through and pull out that, that kind of information, what is needed and probably what you don't need or something that is useful to your congregation and something that might be not so useful. So 
it's 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 been a lot. And then, like I said, I, I have a family here, too. I have my grandson with me and I have a, a teenager in the house going to school. So I'm having to try to make sure he gets his classes done. So it's been a lot trying to, to, to make sure I stay in that place of pastoring, grandmother, uh, family person, and uh, to take care of my own needs. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. I've been watching y'all online on Sunday. So it seems like from that perspective, the Sunday morning, which I know it's more than Sunday morning, that y'all have knocked that out of the park um, and been able to really rely on the skill sets within the congregation, which seems to me a lot easier to do in this moment because people are frustrated and they really want to find a way. How do I fit in to this? Because I can't physically come to church. I can't physically come to Bible study. So how can I play a part? And I think that's important to understand, I guess, that hopelessness sometimes or not feeling a part of something, even though you're trying to do what is safest for for everybody. So, yeah, yeah. Got to pivot to Rodney. Um, In response to that? Sure. Uh, The Bible reminds us that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. And so the challenge for us has been, how do we live that out virtually? because we are churchy people. We like to hug, we like to touch, we like to sing together, pray together and eat together. And now that we're in this uh, COVID pandemic, we can't do any of that. And so we've had to um, understand what church means besides an address and how do we continue to minister to people and minister to ourselves in a virtual virtual space. And so we've been able to uh, continue our Wednesday feedings, but with the Uh, CDC guidelines as far as spacing, as far as cleanliness is concerned. And so instead of people eating on the property, we have a to-go boxes where they get it, clean up and go, and so that they can continue to have their meals. Um, So again, the challenge has been, how do we uh, be nimble and flexible in being church? And so a blessing for me is having staff that is flexible and creative especially with the technology, because some of the technology aspect was foreign to me to the extent of doing Bible study and doing um, worship experience. And so we've kind of fallen to a rhythm as far as uh, what we will plan out for the week for Bible study and for Sunday uh, service. We have weekly staff meetings online. And so we talk about not only our regular church stuff, but also what is our production schedule for the week? When will we film? When we take pictures? When we get others involved for the Sunday worship experience? So again, the recurring theme is, you know, how do we be church outside of the address? I, I like that church without an address. Um, I've been watching you guys online as well. And I've been really impressed how you involve the children, how you involve every ministry in about 30 minutes. And that is very creative and it takes a lot of uh, planning. So um, I applaud you guys for what you're, what you're doing over there. Um, because for us, it's, you know, we're smaller, so it's a lot easier to make people, you know, send stuff, you know, to the cell phone or text something over, Dropbox something over and put it all together. But when you have a larger congregation, you know, how do you make people feel a part of that? So I applaud Mm -hmm. both of you for being able to do that. Um, so I know we're in the middle of a pandemic and, um, you know, there's a lot of negatives, the statistics that we're seeing, um, you know, what's projected for next week, what, what happened last week what's in the news, but have you found a silver lining or something positive or a revelation that you've gotten um, in the middle of this process that you may not have expected to receive? So we'll start with Rodney. Um, when I think of Isaiah and he talks about, behold, I am doing a new thing. 
um, this is not the way I wanted to experience this new thing. <laughs> there are other ways that I would like to experience a new thing and not necessarily in a pandemic. And so I guess the silver lining for me is to be patient and to be faithful and to heed those voices that are not necessarily church related, i.e. the scientists, i.e. those persons in health professions that talk about um, what we're doing to preserve ourselves during this time. And so oftentimes the church has a way of not um, celebrating or partnering with those experts in the community. And they have now found a way to understand that, hey, uh, they're making sense because the numbers don't lie. People's lives are, um, people are dying. And so how do we make sure that we adhere to that and at the same time be who we are? And so I guess the, the silver lining for me is partnering with professionals who are in a business that we are not in. Yeah, yeah, Geraldine. Um, well, I guess um, the new thing for me is what I realized or the silver lining is people really do listen to you as a pastor. Uh, be mindful of what you say and what you've been preaching and what you've been saying because my congregation has truly surprised me in the way that they have accepted things because of the fact that I've been teaching and you know how you're teaching you figure, well, you know, I don't know whether they're getting it or not. But the silver lining for me, first of all, has been that I see that they get a lot of stuff that I have been preaching and teaching and they are now um, mimicking that. They are now uh, coming forth with that. And then the other silver lining for me is that I get to reach more people on Sunday morning with the things that I have learned with technology that I did in the church. Uh, I look at, you know, at the Facebook page and I see the people who have viewed or I see the people who are on. And I have people who are members of my church who haven't been, I'm just be honest, haven't been there in a minute. But they're in Bible study on Wednesday, uh, online and in conference, on the conference call, and they're watching. And so I am, um, that's the silver lining for me that, uh, that I get to, to do this and to be very careful also about, about doing it. But I'm thankful to God that the kingdom is so big and that we get a chance to share with the kingdom. Um, so that has been my silver lining in all of this, I think, and, and watching people when I look out there and see the list of people who are there, and I'm going like, wow, this person was on, this person was on, and this person was viewing, and I'm hearing from this person, and to keep in touch with my, uh, my uh, the older generation who are really, 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 really trying to make sure that they connect. So that has been um, uh, two of my, I think there's a lot more, but that, those are two of the things that have just been really uh, exciting for me, and been a silver lining in all of this. That's awesome. So what are y'all, I know on Sunday mornings you're on Facebook Live. Um, what are y'all doing on Wednesdays? On Wednesday, I do a conference call Bible study. Mm -hmm. And uh, my Bible studies are usually uh, pretty good uh, and because I have a noonday Bible study, but I've combined both of the Bible studies. So I have people listening from work, uh, listening at their desk and so forth. So I look out there and I have like, when I have like 30 people in Bible study, during my conference call, and I'm and I and although they didn't say anything, people say, "Oh, I was I was on you know Bible study. I heard pastor say Bible study." I'm going like, "Wow, 
I am just uh, excited about that and wanted to do more. That's one of my silver linings, I guess, with that, because as a pastor, you want to teach people. You want people to hear the word during this time for them to be encouraged. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. So it was very exciting. That's my several, that two of my silver linings. For that. Awesome. Now, Rodney, what, what your church on Sunday, I know it's on YouTube, right? And then what are y'all yeah. doing during the week? During the week, we, Wednesday, we have Bible study. And so um, we have, for the last Wednesday, we had um, one of the associates lead a, a session. We also have two book groups that have started uh, as a part of a weekly activity. And so, but, but primarily we on Wednesday, we do the Bible study. Are y'all using Zoom on Wednesdays or? Uh, go to meeting. Go to meeting. Okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. I've never used that. So that's something new for me to look at. Um, so. If a lot of my listeners are pastors for Unleashed with Eva, um, are there any words of encouragement or caution that you would want to give to pastors pastors that may be listening? We'll start with you, Geraldine. Um, my encouragement to pastors is do what you've been gifted to do. Um, don't worry about anyone else out there, you know, because this is intimidating sometimes for us to be in front of people but be you. Uh, that's one of my encouraging things. And the other encouraging thing is stay connected. Mm. Stay connected with the community and what's going on in the world. I tell people when we're preaching or when we're teaching, we should have the newspaper in one hand or the media in one hand and the Bible in the other. So stay connected so that you can give your people uh, fresh information. You can keep them updated and connected with what's going on because everybody's not watching. I have started a newsletter that I send out via email every week uh, telling my people, you know, what's going on, what's new, uh, what they should be doing, what the CDC is saying, uh, what the mayor is saying we should do in the city, how can we help uh, do some other things. So stay connected. Uh, just don't, you know, stick our heads in the sand and wait for the church to open back up, but, but stay connected. Yeah. Awesome. Rodney? Um, be flexible. Um, sometimes we get into a rut and we want to do things uh, like we've been doing them. And so oftentimes that recipe just won't work. And so you have to be flexible to see uh, what can work and also be open to having those leaders and others uh, work with you. Because um, this is not about me, the pastor. It's about us, the congregation. And so how can we work effectively as a family of faith and uh, being, you know, buoyed by this time together and staying connected. I'd also say, um, take care of yourself in the process. Uh, a lot is, is expected of you. Um, if you the if you're the pastor or a political or religious leader of the congregation, um, take care of yourself in the process. If you aren't caring for yourself, there's no way in the world that you can care for others during this particular time. So. Um, Eat well, get rest, um, exercise, and, and do something that's very meaningful uh, for you so that you can uh, make sure that you are the best self during this uh, pandemic uh, season. Yeah, and um, regarding exercise, that's been, you know, pain point for me because my gym is closed, so I've had to be kind of creative, but, you know, I've been doing a lot of walking, and that that's helpful for me. Um, I found a trainer that would meet me outside and stay six feet away while he trains me. So that's for me, that's kind of like something 
that I have to do for my own mental, how I feel. I don't feel good when I don't exercise, but I've had to work around that. So I'm actually looking forward to gyms reopening and smaller classes and, and keeping that safety. Um, but so we know um, there are potential for things to start reopening in Birmingham, um, gyms, restaurants. Do either of you have thoughts, opinions, cautions that you'd like to leave our listeners with regarding that? Geraldine, um, we'll start with you. Oh. Go ahead, Ryan. Sure. Go Ryan. <laughs> I know the governor is having a press conference today at 11, and I'm sure the mayors are going to speak to this issue later on this week. Um, but again, I would exercise caution. Numbers do matter. And I would think that until the numbers are really, really down, uh, continue to wear a mask out in public, continue the social distancing, continue the cleaning process. And uh, let's not get too excited about, uh, oh, they said it's time for us to go. I think there needs to be a slow process. Um, again, I like to use um food metaphors and so when you make a roof of gumbo you have to take your time with the roof to make sure that it's right and the right color and so i think we need to take our time and assess whether or not it's correctly appropriate for us to you know open our congregations fully when the government gives us the green light i i i certainly agree with uh rodney and i but i do um i guess in my opinion i want uh leaders uh uh, church leaders to start thinking about what opening your church would look like. Don't wait until the time, whenever it comes, to start planning uh, what that routine will look like. You need to start with your leaders now talking about what would it look like with us going back in the building. And I think we need to face the fact that this is the new normal and that things are not going to be uh, the same anymore, that we're going to have to practice some very, uh, very, uh, cautious ways of worshiping and coming back into our buildings. And I want us to understand, uh, and I'm with Rodney, we don't know uh, all about this. We we don't have the vaccine. We, we see people. And I do want uh, our people to understand, African-Americans to understand that we're not getting the numbers, that we are uh, the highest numbers that are losing our lives in this pandemic. Uh, it's not being said, you know, that as much we see numbers, but we see it, you know, that we are 12% of the nation, but we are 20% of the people that are losing our lives in this pandemic. And we need to really know that. And I think the leaders need to step up, uh, African-American leaders and our nominations and so forth need to step up and say things to our congregations and so forth and let them know this, that we're very concerned about this. And rushing back into this just because everybody else opens their doors does not mean that we have to open our doors and rush back in uh, to the uh, situation. I know people want to go back to work. I know people are anxious. Uh, some people are suffering financially and they're needing some things. But I also feel like this is a time for us as Christians and as people of faith to share with each other and people say, you know, well, I, I did. I did send my stylist some money, you know, during the week because I know I go to her every couple of weeks and so forth. I did share, try to share my resources. And this is when the community comes together and, and tries to, you know, help each other out. So I think those are some of the things I'm very cautious about us opening up. I'm very cautious about us going back. And I do think we should pay attention to the fact that we don't know uh, what's going on. We don't know. Uh, and all the unknowns cause a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slow and steady. 
Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race uh, for me on, on this one. Um, I've enjoyed both of you, and I want to give you guys a chance to give any closing thoughts to our listeners as well as share any information you have, how we can find you online. So we'll start with you, Rodney. Yeah, I just want to um, agree totally with Geraldine as far as connection and being connected with others during this time. It's vitally, vitally important. So it can be very easy for clergy persons to uh, isolate themselves, but don't do that because uh, brothers and sisters, we need you. Um, you mentioned connection handles. Uh, bcoc.net is the website for the church. Um, we also have BCOC Birmingham is our um, YouTube uh, page. Um, our Franklin bcoc.net is my email address. Um, and an additional final closing thought, um, be prayerful, connect, and um, keep looking up because um, I still think even during this season, the best is yet to come. Yeah. Yes, and uh, you can find us on Facebook at Southside CME. Uh, and also our webpage is uh, southsidecmechurch.com. Um, so you can find us there. So, and uh, you can find me at... Uh, G.A. Daniels at 1056 at, at net. So feel free to connect with us or connect it. if you have any questions or any situations or anything that you need. I agree with Rodney that as clergy uh, persons, we tend to sometimes isolate ourselves from each other. And I think that's one thing that I'd like to leave uh, with the clergy is that we need to talk to each other. Uh, Rodney may have some information that I need that could help me and I may have something that could help him someone else may have something you may have something to share and as we share with one another and talk to one another it will help not only us but help our congregations to also grow so thank you oh this has been a great conversation I thank both of you as soon as we get this edited on YouTube I will send it to you as well as share your church information in the caption um, but I thank you and I appreciate you for your time. You can go subscribe to me. It's Eva Melton on YouTube. And um, when we upload this, you'll get it. Um, but thank you so much for your time. I know you both are very busy people, um, but it means a lot to me for you to come join me in this space. So I hope you have a great day. You thank too. you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Unleash with Eva. I hope you were inspired, encouraged, and motivated to tackle a new week. For more information about the show, check out www.evamelton.com.